0: Dance Tastic episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. And next to me, as always, is
1: Catherine Weigel. I am in my pajamas. I have 172 steps today, wow. uh, but I have lost 145 pounds. Welcome to We Only Look Thin.
0: That's almost a step per pound. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, my step alarm has gone off twice while we have been up. Uh, I am in my pajamas. I am not getting in steps because we're recording a podcast for our fine listeners before it becomes really hot in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, uh, it's really early in the morning right now as we record this. And last episode we mentioned sweater weather like seventeen times, and then as revenge, the it's been a hundred degrees, over a hundred every yeah, day revenge. this past week. It's October everyone
1: it's flip-flopping tank top weather everybody yeah.
0: yeah it's uh it's pretty crazy um and uh speaking of last episode yeah this is part two of uh of a two-part of series a dance-off a hearts hitting dance-off uh we talked about uh, last episode many types of dances but we failed to mention uh the sprinkler
1: oh the, the sprinkler that's the, a good the one. running man that's a good one and the
0: macarena
1: I was going to mention the Macarena, yeah. but I didn't, but I can't prove that now. I don't yeah. have it written down anywhere, so you get credit for the Macarena.
0: I have it written down right here <laughs> on my notes, and I said it, and I have it recorded.
1: Congratulations. Thank uh, you uh, very much. We we went on in uh, painful detail in the last episode, maybe forty or fifty minutes, just making jokes about dances. Yeah, we did making jokes about chocolate fountains. But we're gonna get down to the. I'm gonna. I was almost about to say meat and potatoes again. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna switch it up. I don't know what I'm gonna say. But, um, but we we talked about backslide. Uh, we talked about the ways that we kind of you know, especially in the year 2020, um, 2020, ah! um, where we may have fallen off track. Where you're weight loss has stalled. Maybe you've gained some weight. Maybe despite your best efforts, the scale goes up. And we want to address the different ways that that might happen to you. But before we get started, we would like to remind you that we are still looking for tips of the week. Tell! Tell, everybody. Tip of the week to you, dear. Tip of dear. the week to you. We have been receiving tip of the week suggestions from our fine listeners, but we are still looking for some more. We're planning on doing a tip-top episode uh, sometime in November. December. Uh, so send in your tips, any you know, food-related, exercise-related, health-related tips that you would like to share. Uh, let us know what they are by sending us an email at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. That's weonlylookthin at gmail.com.
0: <laughs> you can say it in your announcer voice us- <laughs> all you want. Yeah.
1: One eight hundred, we look. No, uh, we don't have an eight hundred number. So we
0: definitely do not. (laughs) Uh,
1: um, But yeah, send us your tip of the week. We'd love to. We'd love to hear it. So we decided that there were five categories of potential ways that one could backslide. Uh, The first was new seasons with new demands, which we covered in the last episode. We sure did. And then emotional distress, which I think a lot of people are going through right now. That's a big one. Yeah. And then today we're going to cover physical barriers, uh, slacking or shifting priorities, and
0: unsustainable or coming in hot as we like to call coming it coming in
1: hot um so again if you from the lap, last episode if you are experiencing any emotional distress and really need some extra support please go and find it i know we are basically a slide whistle gong show uh, weight loss <laughs> podcast if you find that you need some additional support please find it i know we uh, we throw out lots of 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 chuckles and laughs along with some ideas um but your mental health and your emotional health are so important so uh so please go find some additional help because we're just a gong show basically yes indeed
0: we have dance fever on (laughs) the show but i guarantee that it will be solid gold
1: oh wow yeah two
0: different 70s dance shows i pulled them both out congratulations thank you very much
1: um so today we are going to start out with physical barriers. Yes,
0: and we did an episode on this called My Left Foot. And essentially, it you can backslide when you have an unexpected uh, physical injury, uh, something goes wrong and you can't do normal exercise, uh, you hurt yourself, or you have an illness or something, and people will oftentimes use those things. Um, I don't want to say as excuses, but, you know, you can't do your physical activity, so you let everything else slide as well.
1: So physical barriers often come in a surprising way. Uh, for me, my left foot, literally, um, I injured it. Last year, I also injured my knee. Just walking around, not yeah. doing snowboarding things or tricks on the Yeah, no, you get to a skateboard. certain point in your
0: life, and it's just like, uh, how'd you hurt yourself? I was getting up off the couch. walk
1: to the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I was not gleaming the cube. I just was <laughs> literally walking past uh, a drugstore. Back in the
0: day, you really gleamed the heck out of that I cube. I did. I though. actually did
1: used to skateboard because I'm super rad. <laughs> yeah,
0: I met you when you were 18, and I've never seen you on a skateboard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you missed out on my good I times. I keep hearing
0: about these glory days of skateboarding, I, but I've had no evidence of I, I have of it. as many
1: as two friends who can back me up. Okay. Um, All right. Fair so, enough. Um, but physical barriers, I think, when we're in a uh, in a groove, as the kids say. Do the kids say that? Um, they sure do. <laughs> When you're in a groove and then suddenly injury happens, either you wake up with a stiff neck or your gym is closed or suddenly you've got, you know, a pain in your side and you can't do your normal exercise or you just have the sniffles or a cold or the flu or something like that, you get thrown off track. And I think sometimes we can feel resentful of illness. See, this always happens to me. See, I can't get into a groove. See, this isn't, you know, I'm not meant to go to the gym. and and we can see it as a personal attack on us instead of just a setback.
0: And I spent many, many years in my life trying to lose weight and and get to a goal weight and I would, you know, be hardcore and I'd go to a gym for three straight weeks, you know, 5 days a week and I would do the same routine and then I would get a cold or or I would, you know, hurt myself or something and I would just, instead of focusing on other habits, I would just stop entirely. And then it would take me months and months to get back to those habits.
1: Well, and I felt like to working out was akin to losing weight. Sure, I can eat more calories the more movement I get in, but we did an episode where we talked about NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. We sure did. I just said that from memory. I'm you, impressed. You think about solid gold, I think about NEAT.
0: I think about NEAT all the time, and I can never remember what all the letters stand for.
1: I'm surprised that I said it correctly. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, But we think that if we fall off an exercise routine that we can't Continue our health goals. And really, I know we've talked about it before how you can't outrun a fork. What we eat matters most. If I'm sitting down with a tub of ice cream, there's not any step aerobics that are going to solve that problem. Yeah. Because the problem is in my mouth, uh, not in my steps.
0: And frankly, in my opinion, and this is just opinion, that I think exercise it might be like fifth or sixth on the yeah. on the rung of important things that you need to do in order to hit and maintain a goal weight. There's so many mindset and emotional things that you have to deal with first, and getting your eating under control first. Uh, you know, and habits like like getting a good night's sleep and things like that that we don't talk about enough when we're talking about fitness and health um, before we even get to the exercise part of it.
1: Well, and I think also. The thing for me that I've learned, and it's it's something that's helped me with my emotional eating, is that physical activity makes me feel better emotionally, which oh, I think sure. is a huge thing. I used to uh, drink or eat when I was feeling emotional, and being able to go out for a five-minute walk, get some fresh air, helped change my perspective. And if you're in a situation where you rely on that half-hour walk to... To clear your head and it's you time, or you rely on that run to get your endorphins up, and for some reason you're not able to do that, it can really feel defeating because we we take that time for ourselves. If that's part of your um, your routine and you fall out of it, suddenly you feel helpless and you feel like you're losing that part of yourself that was you know just for you. Like oh, it was the time where I got for away sure. and I, I I took the time to do that.
0: Well, and I have a problem with if anything throws me off of a routine, I have a really hard time sticking to it. Even now, uh, I can have difficulty, but you know, I know that I've got my core habits in place and I can get right back to things when I get thrown off and I don't use one bad day as an excuse just to let everything go.
1: Well, and two, I mean, part of the physical barrier is as the seasons change, which we talked about in the last episode, we are literally going through a change of season. So if you're in an inclement weather area, if you're experiencing hurricanes or, you know, rain or snow or whatever, and you feel like you can't go outside, we've talked about it before, adapting to the season, adapting to the change is really important. We, uh should just go and work for a rebounder company. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we have purchased uh, rebounders so that we can work out uh, at home while watching Netflix. We do home workout videos, so we don't have to go outside to do those. But if you're in a position where you feel, and I know rebounding isn't for everyone and yoga isn't for everyone, but if you're in a position where you can't go to your local community pool to do lap swimming or your gym is still closed, Instead of feeling resentful about it, which I totally get, find what you can work with. It is not optimal, but it is manageable. Yeah. And I, I think James Clear – well, I don't think James Clear. James Clear said focus on what you can work with. Yeah. And it feels unfair that you have to compromise, but if – Activity is important to you. It is important to be adaptable. So making the, instead of focusing on what you can't do, focus on what you can do. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be the best, you know, like, oh, well, I love doing my high-intensity interval training, but they've closed down for six months. Instead of just resenting it and waiting six months until they open back up again, doing some research online, talking to other people. How are they keeping fit? Talk to your hit, you know, trainer and say, hey, I really miss working out with you. What kind of things can you suggest that I can do at home? Being adaptable really matters in all of this instead of just being resentful.
0: Yeah. And if you have an injury, you know, like you can't, you've got a a leg issue and you can't do your normal, you know, activity that involves legs, try a seated yoga. Yeah. And really focus on the habits that you can control in that moment. Focus on your food. Focus on counting your calories or whatever diet plan that you're on. And focus on all of the habits that you can still control, like getting a good night's sleep. Uh, You know, you can control that at any time, basically, in your life. And you can also control, like, how much water you have, staying hydrated, and uh, focusing on your mindset and your emotional issues. And getting uh, you know, your barriers in your life and all of those things. And you can seek outside accountability during those times and really focus on everything not exercise-related and don't let that allow you to slide all the way back down the hill.
1: Yeah, and I think, too, um, I found recently I definitely have turned a corner in my age when I used to be like, hey, kids and coolness and young people, right. and now I'm just embracing uh, my – my senior years, my golden years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been honing
0: my dad joke skills for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, I found a group on Facebook called Silver Sneakers. Mm. Yes, it's for uh, older people. Yes, indeed, it is for people who just need to get in a little bit more movement. Um, but Donald can include something in the show notes. They have a number of videos for seated workouts for, uh, for senior citizens, but it also – It really matters for people who are just getting started in working out. It doesn't have to be, you know, someone over 60 years old. They have seated workouts. They have floor workouts that are super low impact. Things that I never would have considered. It always is amazing to me when I see, like, oh, I can move my leg that way and that's a core workout yeah, and a hamstring yeah, yeah. workout, that's shocking information. Uh, so Silver Sneakers has been really great. Um, I've been uh, posting some things in Walt Place about them. And like Donald said about sleep and, you know, the things that we can control. I know that there are circumstances and we're, we're never going to cover every single thing. But if you've got kids and you're suffering from lack of sleep, if you've got insomnia, um, we understand that not all of these uh, tips will work for everyone. But please focus on what James Clear said. Focus on what you can work with. Can you nap during the day? Can you get in five minutes of activity? Can you do a seated workout? Can you just do a little bit of stretching or meditation? Every single thing matters.
0: Yes, indeed. And our next category of electric backslide is the breaking bad category. We did an episode about this called called breaking bad. And essentially what, what we're talking about is sort of gently letting your habits slip. Yeah. and you know you you establish a baseline of well this is where my habits ought to be and then you maybe you loosen up your rules a little bit and you're stepping a little bit to to the left and then you're loosening up a little more and you're stepping another bit to the left
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you shake it all about and you
0: shake it all about and you end up at a point where suddenly you've let your habits slip right. really far and it's been so gradual and gentle that you barely noticed it. And we, the analogy that we made was to the show Breaking Bad where Walter White at the beginning um, just wanted to, you know, make some money for his family before he died of cancer. And then by the end of that show, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't watched Breaking Bad, he is essentially a crime lord a, who is like murderous murdering crime people lord. left and right. And, you know... At, at suddenly there was a point during that show where I was like, I'm rooting for the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was sort of the shock where you and your personal life with your weight loss are rooting for the bad guy at a certain point.
1: Well, and I think I we were uh, watching Disney Plus. That's right. Donald doesn't even know what I'm going to say right now. I don't. And they were following Renee Roberts, who I think is on Good Morning America. I think that's a television show that people watch. Yeah. But she talks about how her mom said that when you strut – you stumble when you get overconfident when you feel like i've got this i've got it all figured out any time that I have said that in the past, that's when I actually start losing focus. Yeah. That's, it,
0: anytime there's like, I'm like, I can handle this, you know, oh, you know, I've, I've come so far. I could, I'm sure I could eat another 500 calories a day and be fine.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, we, we went out to eat, but it's not a big deal. Let's just do it again. Like, oh, hair the dog. Let's just have the whole weekend and blow it. We get to the point where we start losing focus where maybe, oh, I didn't track that or I'm just going to have one more. And I know usually I don't do that on a weekday, but why not? Maybe you have been only drinking on weekends or on special occasions. And then suddenly you find during this season of COVID that you need to let off some steam. Yeah. So you start like, oh, I can bake some sourdough bread. That's not a big deal. Like, Oh, it's the holiday season <laughs> right now as we're recording this. It is the uh, month of October, which is the sweetest month of the year. Yes. Um, we're going to do an episode on, uh, on, on that soon, but. If you start finding yourself grabbing bites of things, not tracking things, just sort of slowly sliding back into old habits, like Donald said, you don't even notice it's happening and it happens one pound at a time. It's not suddenly you wake up and you're up 10 pounds on the scale. It's like, oh, it's just a pound. Oh, it's just a half a pound. Yeah,
0: I've experienced this a lot of times. You know, it's like I'll, I have lost a chunk of weight in my life uh, many times and not kept it off before now. And I would say to myself, oh, it's only five pounds. It's not a big deal. Oh, it's just 10 pounds. I can take that off. I, you know, I took off 50 pounds. Why, you know, 10 pounds, that's nothing.
1: Right. And I, I mean, and I have done that multiple like, like 10 yeah. times I've well
0: and you know again spoiler alert the end of that story is i ended up back up that whole 50 pounds plus more you know and and it was every time i would i would lose it and then gain it all back plus more
1: yeah so for me and i know we've we've talked about this in our weight loss mvp episode which is a great episode by the way i really enjoyed that Oh, channel. good i listened yeah. to it recently it's very nice good. i liked it too but going back to those mvps what are your core habits? Habits that got you to where you are. Um, one is really better than none. Kind of getting back to those basic habits. Yeah. So James Clear also said, just in terms of getting back to habits, master the fundamentals again. And then worry about the details and optimizing later. Sometimes we get so tripped up on the perfect plan, going back to exactly what we did at the beginning. Oh, well, back then I was sauteing vegetables every day and I was meal prepping and I was doing all this stuff, Uh, but I can't do that now. So I'll just wait another six months until I can do that again when the farmer's market is back open. Going back to mastering the fundamentals. Fundamentally, I track my calories, whatever they are. If that means eating frozen food, if that means eating pre chopped, pre made things until you can kind of get some momentum and get back to that time when you were meal prepping, it's all about the basics, not the super details.
0: Yeah. And, you know, don't let perfection be the enemy of the good, which is something that I say a lot. You know, don't. If you can't be perfect, don't let that stop you from being good. You know, <laughs> don't there there is an in between. There is an in between between doing nothing and doing everything exactly right. Right.
1: Well, and I think to some plans and I'm still finding this true for myself. Um there are some plans that demand a certain adherence, or a certain timetable, or macros, or something very specific. Yeah, and it can feel like if you can't get all of it right a hundred percent, that you shouldn't even bother. Um, I can't remember the source because we look at all these different things, but I think James Clear and Yanni Friedhoff talked about how some is better than none. If you can start getting control of your breakfasts again, or your lunches, or your dinners, if you can start tracking just getting back to those fundamental things not eating off your kids plate not eating snacks after 8 p.m. not eating right out of the bag which i know is you know one of those breaking bad yeah. habits for me Start focusing on things like that and then worry about getting into the minutiae later. Well, this plan says that I should be, you know, counting macros this way. This plan says I should only be eating whole foods. This plan says I should have blah, blah, blah. When we get to the point where we feel like we have to super adhere and we have to do everything or nothing, that's when we start sliding back into the screw it, you know, and then we wake up three months later, 10 pounds heavier, and then wish we had just done something yeah. three months ago. Um, in uh, WOLT place, WLT place, uh, one of our members is following a meal plan uh, by uh, a famous celebrity meal plan person. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to. That's I
0: clearly a job title that exists. But yeah.
1: but my here's my anecdote, and it will be uh, inspiring. Here it comes. Um, when I saw that she was doing a meal plan, I was a little bit concerned because for me, meal plans are kind of a danger zone. Of yeah. Like, well, if I can't comply because it says I need to eat cottage cheese and I hate cottage cheese, or if it says I've got to do this and I hate it, and our dear member said, "Well, I'll just modify whatever foods I don't like." And I am 46 years old and have lost weight and I, it was like, you can make a meal plan. Your yeah. Order? What?
0: Yeah. We we do talk about that all the time, though. You know. You know. You don't have to do a hundred percent exactly what Weight Watchers says. You can modify it to make it work for you. You know, so that you can stay on it.
1: Yeah, but it like I know about that with Weight Watchers, but going on to another. Yeah. Meal plan, I was like, you can make something your own. It's a miracle. I'll need to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. But I'm really proud of her for modifying the plan and. Switching up the meals and making it her own because that is what this is all about. It's about modifying, it's about being adaptable, and doing something is better than doing nothing. Uh, one of the things that I saw said if you are trying to eat plant based and you're still struggling with it, or you're trying to count your macros or counting calories. Doing it five days a week is better than none days a week. Doing it two days a week is better than none days a week. For sure. Now, if you are trying to lose weight, I'm not sure that a 50-50 split of great habits and and not helpful (laughs) habits is going to get you there. But doing something to gain some momentum actually does matter.
0: Yes, indeed. And I just wanted to mention for uh, anybody out there, if if this is the first time you're listening, Walt Place, which Catherine mentioned, is our uh, online uh, accountability slash uh, support group that we run. It stands for We Only Look Thin Place.
1: Yeah. Um, But get back to basics. Get back to the fundamental things that got you started in the first place. If you are trying to overcomplicate it, If you are trying to wait for the perfect time to start, that might mean that you're trying to bite off more than you can breaking bad chew. like keep it really simple (laughs) if if you need you know a slide rule and an abacus and charts to keep your plan straight maybe you need to dial it back maybe you need to expect a little bit less of yourself
0: i just imagine breaking bad chew being a competitor for big league Chew, (laughs) which was that that bubble gum that was that was shredded and in a pouch just like chewing tobacco which they sold to children they (laughs) sure
1: did and did i sure put it under my my lip like chaw. <laughs> the 70s and
0: 80s were a magical time where they sold-
1: Copenhagen fake, for kids. Chewing tobacco <laughs> to
0: kids, exactly. So the, the last category that we want to talk about, if you have uh, experienced a backslide in your habits, perhaps what you were doing was unsustainable. And we refer to this as coming in hot.
1: Coming in hot.
0: We did a whole episode about uh, coming in hot and essentially- if you – the idea is that you've done something that you're not going to be able to keep doing for the rest of your life. And that's not to say that you have to stick to one exact plan and and marry it and never vary it for the rest of your life.
1: Unlike Donald and me.
0: That's right. You're never
1: going to vary this.
0: <laughs> never, ever. Um, but – that you are doing something that you just know that you can't do forever. You know, maybe it's you start out by going to a gym six or seven days a week and you're working out for an hour or two every day. Maybe you're doing a really restrictive diet where you're cutting out whole categories of food like sugar and flour that you know you're not going to be able to do forever. Or maybe you think you are, but it just becomes too hard after. You know, for me, I did I did Atkins, uh, you know, which is the – now called keto, low carb, I did that for a couple of years. And I thought, oh, I'll be able to do this for the rest of my life. But eventually, you know, pasta and bread and chips and things crept back into my life. And when they did, they came back hard and the weight came back on hard.
1: Yeah. And I think too, in the coming in hot category, and I I still see this And it's something that I've experienced too, so it's not a place of judgment, is that zeitgeist that you get when you first start a plan, when you pay for the service, when you feel like, oh, this is going to fix it all, and you come in really hot and really aggressive, and then after three or four weeks, a circumstance changes, stress gets in the way work gets in the way, kids, whatever. And then suddenly you fall off the plan a little bit and you feel defeated and you suddenly feel like it's too hard or like, Oh, it's me. I can't see. I wasn't meant to lose weight. This is, you know, it's beyond my control when we come in really hot. And I, like I said, I still see this happen We feel like we've got it all figured out and you're confusing maybe a little bit of motivation, a little bit of, you know, energy and fire for a sustainable program.
0: Yeah, I can't remember what the exact expression is, but there's something like, you know, no one is more zealous than the recently converted. And, you know, it's sort of like people who have been doing something for a very long time have kind of a typically have sort of a chill, like, level-headed idea about it. But when yeah. you f- first get into a new plan, it's like suddenly you're preaching about it to everybody. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, and I have done this, too, where I get all the materials and I get, you know, all, like, the you know i sign up and i get the t-shirt and, right. and the keychain and it feels really huge and it feels like this is going to get me through
0: right like the first day that you like get into the university suddenly you've ordered everything from the school store exactly
1: yeah. and we are motivated at first and we confuse that with momentum. And I have definitely done this in the past where I get started and then I stumble and then I feel broken. And then I wonder when that motivation is going to come back and I wait for it and wait for it. And it does not come. And like Donald said, you know, this plan that Donald and I have been on is so boring. Yeah. It is so boring and unexciting, and it's not going to make the front cover of Star Magazine. It is boring, consistent habits tracking and walking and monitoring how much we eat and saving treats for special occasions. And we have been maintaining, I'm, uh, what, two and a half, almost three years into maintaining now. It's so boring.
0: Yeah, I try not to talk about it, but occasionally it comes up, somebody who doesn't realize that I – have lost a 100 pounds and occasionally it'll come up somebody starts really grilling me about why do I bring my own food to work and yeah. why am I You're not eating catering there's there hey there are treats at craft service why don't you get, get one no i'm okay i'm okay why 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 and i'll eventually have to say something to get them to stop bothering me and they will oftentimes ask me, oh, well, what did you do? And I start telling them and they get this like excited look. And then I can just see all the joy drain out of their faces oh, as I'm telling habits. them like, oh, I'm just like doing habits. I'm just tracking food and and getting in movement. You know, it's just like no. everybody wants to hear like the, the magical trick that I use right. to get here.
1: Well, and I, I know we did an episode, uh, but I think we did a good, better, best episode. When you start a new plan, you're at your best. You're excited excited, you're motivated, you're, you know, you've got all the food prep done. And then you stumble a little bit and then suddenly you feel like you've got to wait for that motivation bus to come back. I'm just naming episodes left and right for Donald to put in the show notes. But instead of doing that, you know, when you go into a plan saying, There are going to be days that are going to be great. And then there are going to be days that I'm going to have to compromise my goals. I'm going to have to eat, uh, you know, at a restaurant with people. I'm going to come up against a holiday, an illness, um, mental distress. And if we're in a position where we don't plan for those hard days, for those non optimal days, we're going to feel like a failure. So stepping it back and really looking at your plan and planning for those eventualities that are going to come our way, the setbacks at work, the stress, the, you know, the crisis that's going to come in and being okay with pulling back a little bit really does matter.
0: And another thing to do if you find yourself backsliding from your plan is to really reevaluate what you were doing. Yeah, Ask yourself, did you hate it? Was it something that deep down you knew you really didn't like doing? Were you working out with a personal trainer but you really hated the exercises that you were doing? you know, were you doing a food plan that you actually hated? Was it painful? Were you just white knuckling it the whole time? It is almost impossible to sustain that level of, you know, quote unquote, willpower for any real length of time.
1: Right. So, I mean, and basically what Donald said was, were you looking at this as a temporary solution? Did you really see it as a new lifestyle, a way to sustainably keep the weight off? Or was it gosh, I wanted to lose 20 pounds by X date, like, oh, definitely by, you know, Halloween, I'm going to lose 10 pounds because I've done this calculation and I'm sure I can do it. If you were seeing it as short-sighted, we have all done that. I know people who do the, well, I'm going to do this eat only egg whites for four weeks to drop 15 pounds and then I'm going to find something sustainable. Like I'll figure it out then. But right now I just need something to like motivate me. Like for us, our motivation is blood pressure. Diabetes, walking upstairs, yep. joint pain. It is really unsexy, but it is really important. And if we gamify this, if we see it as a trick to dropping the pounds quickly and then we'll figure it out, we're not looking at this in a holistic, permanent way. And it's okay to realize midway through a plan that you just paid for, midway through, you know, you bought five boxes of this food that you're supposed to eat for six weeks. It's okay to learn from that and say, this really isn't for me. Everything that we do is a learning experience. Everything we do can be filed away as, wow, I really liked this aspect of a plan, but in the end, it didn't work because it was too strict. And we can modify and adjust our plans and not see it as a failure, not see it as a waste of money, but see it as part of our education of what will work and what won't work.
0: Yeah, and people do this thing all the time where it's called the sunk costs fallacy and people think to themselves, well, I've put this much time and effort and money into it. It can, it, not just with weight loss, with lots of things, you know, I'm in a relationship I've been in, it's a bad relationship. I've been in it for so long though. I can't just give up on it now. And so they keep just making the same mistakes over and over again. And people do that with their weight loss plans, with their exercise plans So try and set yourself up from the beginning for success. Really ask yourself, is this something I hate doing? If you hate running, figure out some sort of other exercise that you like doing. If you hate avoiding carbs, figure out a way to work carbs into your life and still be sustainable. If you hate counting calories, then that's a hard one for me. I have to count calories, but... Figure out a way then to do it so that you can, you know, stay on a plan for, uh, you know, probably the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. And that's going to change based on the season. And so looking at each of the seasons that we've, you know, or each of the challenges we've put before you, there may be things that we have not covered. We are in a place of privilege. We're both employed. We've been doing this a really long time. And just because we might not have mentioned your particular setback, let us know what you're struggling with. Because obviously we're coming at this from our perspective, but we've talked about Emotional, physical barriers, coming in hot, breaking bad, all these different things. Figure out what part of that rings true for you, what challenges you're facing, and recognize, too, that this year is extraordinary. Like, we don't talk about the big details of this year because you're all living it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But this has been a huge year with huge shifts socially, economically, politically, and, you know, health-wise, things are so much different. Give yourself some slack, but don't take that slack out in the pantry. Recognize that we have, you know, we're here because we have, uh, Disordered relationships with food. And we still have to be vigilant about our food choices and not use food to salve all of the things that are going on in the world. It is still a struggle for us. We are still living this. We are still adjusting. We, you know, are, we have said before, we are not fixed, but we are present in our choices and we try to self correct as quickly as possible. And sometimes, like we said in the last episode. Figuring out what brand of setback you are experiencing matters. Sometimes we get so caught up in the moment of just saying things like, you know, it used to be easy and now it's not. I can't figure out what the problem is. I'm not lucky. I'm destined to be overweight. It's my genetics. Um, Life is working against me. I've lost my focus. Speaking in generalities slows us down from progress. If you can take a little bit of time and really look at the circumstances of your life, what setbacks are you experiencing? I forget sometimes what we're going through. Like, oh, I, you know, six months ago, I was not homeschooling our daughter and now I am. Yeah. Like, we forget about it because it seems normal. Life creeps up on us. and. Stepping back for a minute and really assessing what struggles you're having, is it that you're expecting too much of yourself? Is it that it wasn't sustainable? Are you experiencing emotional distress that you haven't addressed? it all matters in figuring out how to move forward. And we talk about having something that's sustainable for the rest of your life. But in this season, it might be, hey, what does October look like? What does November look like? What's right in front of me? What adjustments can I make based on my physical and mental and emotional states? What can I do right now that is sustainable. Because like Donald said, not gaining right now is a success. If you're up on the scale 15 to 20 pounds, whatever it is, please don't see it as a failure. Please don't see it as, well, I'll just revenge gain another 50 pounds and then figure it out in 2021 magically when we pass that force field and everything's going to be okay again. We have to be adaptable because our health matters. It matters to those around us. It matters to our our future selves. You are worth it. You are worth fighting for. You are worth carving out a little bit of space for yourself to really hold yourself accountable in these uncertain times. What I am certain of is that your health matters and your wellness matters.
0: Yes, indeed. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, if you need some extra help, uh, you can also check out our online support group. Uh, it is a support group for women. Um, if you need some outer accountability, if you need some support from people who have gone through what you're going through, uh, who are going through what you're going through check out our group at weonlylookthin.com and click on join our support group for more information.
1: Yeah, it is a support group for women. Uh, it is not a weight loss plan. It is not a meal plan. It is just a really supportive community of women in all phases of their weight loss journey. venture. Um, it, like we said before, if you have a tip of the week to share with us, to tell
0: everybody!
1: Everybody!
0: Uh, you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And, and it- you can you can also send us uh, your uh, categories of backslide if there's something that we didn't cover. Or if you uh, have a question you'd like us to answer, you can also email us there.
1: Yeah. You can also find us on the socials um, at the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks at We Only Look Thin.
0: And you can find every episode of this podcast wherever you found this episode or at our website, weonlylookthin.com. And if you could do us a favor, we would really appreciate it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and you would leave us a quick rating and a short review. It really helps us get uh, boosted in search results when people are looking for shows like ours.
1: Yeah, So if you're still not sure about the difference between Breaking Bad and Dance Fever, just remember that (laughs) Donald and I are an An
0: inspiration inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals.